This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. I am your host, Marquis Vandemark. And yes, I am deep in the heart of the Midwest, inside a log cabin, in an undisclosed location on the outskirts of town. Thank you very much for joining me today. The weather here in the Midwest is absolutely changing. We're going from hot summer days to overcast skies this morning, and it's much cooler, much more pleasant, and uh, it's a very nice time of the year. We really like the Midwest in the fall here. Football season, outdoor activities, sports and things, and just enjoying the change of the seasons. Thank you very much for joining us today. I have a good show for you, I believe. Today, I want to talk to you about what made America great, why it's in decline, and how we can get it back on track to make it even greater than before. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the founding of America so that we understand the foundation on which we all stand today, why we are the greatest nation that's ever graced God's green earth, why can a country in only a very short 240-some years reach the heights that it has today? No other nation has been able to achieve what America has been able to achieve. Yet, we are very much concerned about the direction of America, where it's headed. There's signs that we have some things we need to change. We need to bring us back into a proper viewpoint and understanding of our nation. So let us talk a little bit about the founding of America. What did our founding fathers say about God? And why did they leave England? Before ever settling foot in North America, the Pilgrims spent several years living in Holland, led by William Brewster and John Robinson. The group initially fled to Amsterdam in 1603 to escape religious persecution for holding clandestine services that were sanctioned by the Church of England. The Pilgrims uh, left Holland the Netherlands, not England, in 1620 because of a lack of space for their growing numbers and their belief that the Protestant atmosphere was weakening the belief of their children and the impending end of the peace treaty between the Netherlands and Spain. The main reasons why the pilgrims left England and Holland were 35 of the pilgrims were members of the radical English separatist church who traveled to America to escape the jurisdiction of the Church of England. 
which they found corrupt. Ten years earlier, English persecution had led a group of separatists to flee to Holland in search of religious freedom. So the first thing we need to understand is that this nation was founded upon seeking for religious freedom. Of course, they had left England, King George's persecution, execution of Christians. They found safe haven in Holland, and as a result, they practiced their religious freedom, their faith. But because of a lack of space for their growing numbers, then they left that country looking for a land in which they could practice their faith and to expand and grow their community. So many of the Dutch immigrated to America to escape religious persecution, and they were known for trading, particularly fur, which they obtained from the Native Americans in exchange for weapons. Now, the founding fathers, when they arrived in the New World, the first thing they thought about was building their church, then their schools, then their homes. So they had this idea that they put God first in everything that they did. They worshiped God as the creator, and that's where their faith was, because it was very difficult at that time. Lack of food. In fact, many had died that first winter because they, they didn't eat the seed that they had brought with them so that they could plant in the spring. So they had put others first, and they sacrificed themselves. And upon that foundation, then the great experiment of America was founded. So what did our founding fathers say about God? I believe in one God, the creator of the universe, that he governs it by his providence, and that he ought to be worshipped. The most acceptable service we render to him is doing good to his other children. And I want to read that again. The most acceptable service we render to him is doing good to his other children. So the ideals were not just based on themselves, but really practicing the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That was the founding spirit of the Puritans, pilgrims that came here to found our country. So how was religion addressed in the new Constitution? Well, the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution says that everyone in the United States has the right to practice his or her own religion, or no religion at all. The established clause of the First Amendment prohibits government from encouraging or promoting establishing religion in any way. They felt it was important to keep the separation between church and state because they had left the king, who had all power and all authority over the individuals, and they wanted to be able to allow for that freedom of expression to believe in God or not to believe in God, but not to be dictated by the government or, in the case of England, a king 
have persecuted them and executed them for their religious beliefs. The Bible influences on the Constitution were manifested in several ways. First, general theological or doctrinal propositions regarding human nature, civil authority, political society, and the like informed conceptions and institutions of law and civil government. So based on those principles of general theological or doctrinal propositions, then civil authority, political society, and the institutions of law and civil government came about. So our civil government was founded on those Christian principles, not based on some self-centered self-interest, but really of a higher power as God as creator. It's important for us to understand why America could grow to where it is today in just a very short 244 or so odd years. So America is great because America put God in the subject position. Now, I've mentioned to you before, I'm a former pastor, and so I do look at things from a spiritual point of view. And I believe, and I think by the readings of our founding fathers, we can see God's hand, his providence, in building up this nation to where it is today. God blessed America because of our attitudes, because of the principles that we practiced in the founding of this nation. And because of that, America is great. And America will cease to be great if it fails to continue those principles and practices that our founding fathers practiced when they founded this country. Everyone has the right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion. This right includes freedom to change his religion or belief and freedom either alone or in community with others, and in public or private, to manifest his religion or belief, in worship, teaching practice, and observance. So let us reflect on that. And when I return in a few moments, let's talk a little bit about why America's in decline and some solutions on how we can get back to where we need to be. So we'll take a little break right now, and we'll come back here in a few moments. Welcome back. This is part two. In part one, we talked about how America became a great nation by what our founding fathers believed, that they were looking for religious freedom. They escaped the tyranny of King George. They lived in Holland for a period of time. They felt that it was a tight space, that they wanted to expand their wings and to find another location where they could have religious freedom. And they traveled across 
the ocean and landed at Plymouth Rock. And from there, they began their journey. And we talked about how they started, that they first built their church, then their schools, and then their homes. And as a result of that, in 245 years or so, they built the greatest nation on God's green earth. We went from the combustible engine all the way to landing on the moon and now in construction to go to Mars. No other country has been able to do the things that America has done in technology, economies, innovation. It's the most incredible country in the world, and nobody can tell us any different. The facts speak for themselves. But America's in trouble. We're in peril. We're declining. We're losing this great nation to the forces that are opposed to us, and there are many. Everything from secular humanism to socialism and communism, the Chinese, the Russians, the ideology, there's many things that are attacking us. But there's two very important historical events that took place that started the decline of America. The first one was in 1962, Madeleine O'Hare and the Supreme Court removed prayer from the schools. And we know that once they took the prayer out of our schools, it was the start of the long slide, the long decline. The Founding Fathers, the first thing they did, they built a church when they landed in this great country. Then they built their schools, and then they built their homes. So they had their priorities in the right place. The second thing, event, was in 1963, when there was no Bible readings in school. First was prayer, then they took the word from school. In 1980, they took the Ten Commandments out of schools. These are some very important milestones that we can trace back and we can look at and we can see how much America has declined. Those moral values extended deep into the nuclear family, the breakdown of the American family. We can see how the families have become splintered, the divorce rates, sometimes reaching 50% of our population. These are all telltale signs of a declining nation. The second big historical event that has created the decline of America was in 1973, Roe v. Wade, when they legalized abortion. They took the sanctity of life and they made it an excuse for promiscuity. Now, not all abortions are the result of unwanted preg- pregnancies. Some are for health reasons, but the majority 
or because of convenience. And we've cheapened life. And as a result of that, we become very secular and very numb to the value of human life. So these two big milestones, in my opinion, are what have brought our country to a situation where we're very concerned. Now when we come back in our last segment, once we know the problems, we can identify the problems, then we can take steps to correct them. And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to take another short break. When we come back, we're going to look at some solutions to solving and making America greater than ever before. We'll be back in just a moment. Okay, welcome back. This is part three. This is the fix, the solution to the decline of America. So we we spoke about uh, the Founding Fathers, why they came here. Primarily, they came here for religious freedom, free from oppression from the king, King George. They left Britain. They had a temporary stay in Holland, and they wanted to, they found that the, the rooms were small. They're they wanted a place to, to grow their community, to the spread their wings. And they left Holland, and they traveled across the ocean looking for a new world, free from government oppression. They wanted freedom to pursue their own idea of happiness without the king dictating how they acted and believed. We talked about the two big sins. Our country is founded on these very pure principles of belief in God and religious freedom, liberties. We became the greatest nation in the world, yet we've declined, and there was two major sins that we talked about. Removing prayer in school and abortion, these were the two major sins that we've seen the decline of our country, taking God out of our institutions and allowing for abortion, the murder of children, the secularization of our morality, and the excuses for promiscuity. So let's talk about the solutions. So all we have to do is trace back our problems and correct those problems, and this way we can get back on track. So returning to, a, to faith in God, the great awakening, the spiritual awakening, returning to our roots, our creator. Now, the founding fathers, they had different religions, so they didn't isolate different denominations, but they embraced the differences. So America is a very diverse culture. We have many different religions here. And we can't pass judgment on different religions. So we have to embrace each other. The fact that we have faith, most of the faiths around the world are good. They have moral principles, living for a higher purpose, guidelines on how to act, 
the Ten Commandments in Christianity, but many of the other religious faiths also have very high ideals and moral principles. So returning to faith in God, putting God back in the schools, that's the first thing we need to do. The second thing we need to do is we need to overturn Roe versus Wade. This was a very serious problem because it's desensitized ourselves to the value of life and therefore we can treat people as just physical beings with no spirit, objects that can be tossed away and disposed of without any guilt or feelings of regret. Now, of course, health considerations are separate to the abortion issue, but most abortions are out of convenience because of not wanting to bear that child. Well, if you don't want a child, then don't do the acts that create children and then just throw them away as if they were a mistake or for convenience. This problem has created the moral decline of our country. Also, in the political areas, we need less regulations, not more regulations. The government has become far too big and bloated and overreaching, taxing us for unnecessary self-centered, self-interest purposes, putting restrictions on business, telling us that we have to be mandated for vaccines when government has no business to tell us how we should treat our own bodies when it comes to our own health. So less regulations from government, allowing for the free enterprise, free economies to serve others. The corporations can also, if they have a self-centered interest, can be a negative. Corporations that become too big, too large, without a moral principle can be harmful to others. So we need moral corporations, corporations that just don't think about their own bottom line, like the pharmaceutical industry, but have the general public interest first. Of course, they need to make a profit, but not at the expense of the consumers. And we need to vote out those self-interest politicians that are there only for their own power, to pad their pockets with their fortunes. We need to be politically active, and we need to vote out those politicians that have been there only for their own self-interests. And I think it's about time we have term limits. These career politicians that have been in office for their entire lifetime lose perspective. That was never the intention of our founding fathers. It was a citizen service where they served a few years in government, and then they went back to their businesses, their farms, and their homes. 
So these are some of the solutions I believe that will help America get back on track. And the two, prayer and abortions, are big major projects. Currently right now we have a very conservative Supreme Court and with the Texas abortion restrictions, the Supreme Court may take this up. We may be able to see overturning the abortion as law of the land. So let us consider these things. Let us consider what made America great. Let us consider true love rather than false love, godly love, principled love. So what is a life of true love? In essence, it is living for the sake of others. It is living for the sake of others before you even think about the other doing something for you. It is a life of giving to others and dismissing the thought that you ever gave. It is not giving in hopes of receiving something in return. It is a life where you give and give so much that you will never regret that you didn't give more. Even as you give, you bow your head in humility. Thus Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. John fifteen thirteen. He also said, For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Matthew twenty three twelve. Even our almighty creator, God, does not engage in creation and destruction at whim. He abides by the principles of creation that he himself established. So, my friends, this is our solution to return to the heavenly laws and principles that our founding fathers began this country on. It was God's blessings that made America great. And it's the path we have to take in order to return to greatness again. God, our creator, will leave this country if we disregard him. If we fail to follow the principles that made this country great. So I hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And we hope to continue to bring topics like this and solutions and networking to bring about America's rebirth and awakening. Thank you all for listening. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And we will see you on our next episode of the Affirm America podcast. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 